everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of All Out Brawl, where we talk about Magic's new format, Brawl. I am Chris. I'm Sam. And this week, I think we're going to be continuing the theme of Guilds of Ravnica spoilers, because we've got some doozies this week, and it's making us really excited for this format. Yes. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, we've we've had the long winter after M19, um, and now we have the promise of new exciting stuff. Um, on top of all of this too is, you know, we're, I, I don't know about you, but I've started planning. I started looking at my old brawl decks. I started looking at what's going to have to come out. What's what, what might end up not existing anymore after rotation. And like, there's some sadness, but it's also pretty exciting, especially cause we're seeing a lot of new stuff that is just crazy. So yeah, so far I'm pretty happy with the elves I've been seeing. I think Marwyn might still have the support she needs to be a deck. And I'm yeah. also looking forward to maybe shifting my Adelie's deck into more of an Is It Spellslinger deck mm. because I love the new Rawl. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we talked about it last time. So, if you're curious about that, um, go back to that episode. Or when the set comes out, we'll actually have a more in depth episode where we specifically talk about all the legendary creatures and planeswalkers. Um, but. Today, let's just cover some of the new legends that we're seeing. Um, we're not going to get too in-depth about them, because like I was saying, we want to save that for a future episode, but uh, we want to talk about the spoilers, because they're exciting. So, the first two that I have here, I felt it was appropriate to pull these out first, because um, when we talked about... And I don't know if we talked about the mentor necessarily having a legendary creature when we were on the podcast, or if that was off the podcast, but we... I- I oh, think it. it was. I think we were in the car talking about um, Boros and how their legendary creatures might look, just like off the cuff sort of conversation. Yeah, and I think I mentioned um, one of them having mentor. Like that's probably a pretty easy guess. I don't remember what else I guessed though. <laughs> well, yeah, and then, uh, but I know for a fact that on the last podcast we did, you you did predict a Golgari commander that has undergrowth. So to kick this off, let's start with the Boros one, Aurelia, exemplar of justice. So, right off the bat, this is pretty cool. She's Aurelia, but she only costs four mana. Two red-white angel with flying mentor and the ability at the beginning of combat on your turn, choose up to one target creature you control. Until end of turn, that creature gets plus two, plus zero, gains trample if it's red, and vigilance if it's white. So, she kind of um, powers herself into becoming this mentor uh, creature. Yeah, but well, also she's, she's also a 2-5. We didn't Yeah, we didn't she's say also it. a 2-5. Yeah. So, I mean, those stats are pretty good by themselves, but she also, when she attacks, can be a 4-5 the turn she attacks. So, she's going to be really good at mentoring your smaller creatures in a Boros deck. Well, and even, like, I don't know if we talk about this that much, but, like, she can also make other mentor creatures you have mentor her very easily because she can just give every like other things plus two plus O and like, it's probably not that hard to make it stronger than her. So the the thing I think about when you say that is that they kind of feed off each other. Mm -hmm. So you kind of go back and forth and you have this um, give and give (laughs) where you pump the one thing that has mentor mentors Aurelia and then Aurelia can mentor it the next turn. You kind of go back and forth. 
Yeah, which, to be fair, that is very combat-heavy, but it is Boros, and there is... I, I didn't put it on the list, actually, but we've also been seeing the split cards. We talked about them a little bit last time, but they have... Um, this time around, each guild has two split cards, an uncommon and a rare, um, and one half is a hybrid card, and the other half is a full-on multicolor card. Um, and the Boros rare, which shows Tajik on the left and Aurelia on the right... Um, the Aurelia side, I think, is a six drop that gives all of your creatures indestructible and vigilance, and then you get an extra combat step. So, like, it's not unheard of that this could be a could be a strategy in Brawl. So, pretty exciting. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about Aurelia? Uh, it makes me excited for potentially delving into Boros. Yeah, like, I don't think I was that. Ex- I wasn't. Super excited about maybe making a brawl deck out of it until I saw a creature that was kind of this strong, because she herself can maybe go Voltroni, yeah, because she's a a commander with evasion, um, and these good keyword abilities. But also, it's kind of lends to that Boros strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and along those lines, before we get to the Golgari uh, legend, let's talk. Um, just wanted to mention we still haven't seen Tajik yet or Tajik. Dang it. Anyway, um, but yeah, we still haven't seen Tajik yet because uh, every... So we didn't bring this up either. Every guild in this set is getting two legendaries, a rare and a mythic. Um, and uh, supposedly it sounds like that's going to be how the next set will also be. So for Brawl, that means that it sounds like we're going to have 10 new Brawlers, except, you know, plus Planeswalker deck Planeswalkers, um, of two for each color combination. Um, so that's exciting. It does mean that, like, there are some... We're, we're, it's not Dominaria. We don't have a bajillion to pick from. But we do have more. And we do have really cool ones. So, that's cool. But we haven't seen Tajik yet. So, we'll see what that looks like, too. Um, but let's move this next one that we have uh, up here. So, the next one... I'm not 100% sure how to pronounce it. But it's Izoni. Uh, Thousand-Eyed. She costs... Is it a she? I think. I would assume... Okay. Like, uh, it presents feminine, and yeah. Izoni is kind I of a feminine I shouldn't assume, though. Yeah. So they cost two black, black, green, green uh, for a legendary creature, Elf Shaman. This is the Golgari rare, because as we probably can assume, the mythic's going to be Vraska. Uh, they have undergrowth. When Izoni Thousand Eyes enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 black and green insect creature token for each creature card in your graveyard. And then they have the ability pay black green sacrifice another creature you gain one life and draw a card and that's a two three yeah i mean i think we pretty much hit this one square on the head between your prediction of undergrowth and our predictions from the ravnica corner about uh sacrificing yep and also caring about the number of creatures in your graveyard so yep, <laughs> yep. i think we hit undergrowth square on the head like, yes it was, but we already—I guess we already knew about that at the time. Well, I, I don't know if we point. actually did because they spoiled but... the mechanics. Pretty no, they might have miscan. No, they spoiled the mechanics. Kind of that we we took off. I think right. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think we. I don't know. I don't think we knew about undergrowth, but uh, to be fair, we thought it was just going to be like a legendary creature thing. I don't. I don't know yeah. if we could have predicted the scope, but it, so, it's cool. So this card reminds me. Of like worm harvest, but mm. caring about your creatures, mm-hmm. because so are the creatures in your graveyard. So it's recastable, being your brawler. So you get to have this effect over and over as Izoni dies. 
Um, and you have that fuel engine where you can sacrifice your creatures to draw cards and gain life. So you add more creatures to your graveyard, you cast it again, you get more insects, and you kind of just overwhelm the board. This is a really cool and, I think, good card. Yeah, no, I, I think it's pretty good. Um, we'll see. Well, we can talk about it more. Um, I'm not convinced that it's better than Slimefoot. <laughs> but what is, I, really? I don't know. Slimefoot costs three to play. Uh, I think it, I think Slimefoot goes great in a deck with this. Yeah, probably. Um, but, let, but let's not dig into it too yeah. much right now. Because we still have five more legendary creatures to get through today. Um, yeah. The next one is Lazav, the Multifarious. He's a two-drop, a blue and a black, for a legendary creature shapeshifter who is a 1-3. And when he enters the battlefield, you surveil one, uh, which is that new Demir keyword. It's like Scry, but instead of putting them on the bottom, you can put them into your graveyard. Um, And then he has another ability, X. He becomes a copy of target creature card in your graveyard with converted mana cost X, except its name is still Lazav the Multifarious. It's a legendary in addition to its other types, and it has this ability. So, you know, it's kind of the opposite of the old Lazav, in that that one would turn into your opponent's creatures when they died. Um, but now yours can tur- this one turns into your creatures that are already dead. I'm just trying to wrap my head around how you could break this. And it's not like it's not immediately apparent to me. Well, I don't think you can break it in Brawl right now, mostly because, you know, we don't have the ages and ages of cards, but I think it's just good because it's like it's like uh, a demure version of Muldrotha in a sense, in that you can effectively re get your creatures. Um, you don't get ETBs, but you get copies of them. So I don't know. I think, I think yeah, it has and real I suppose- potential. The copy is at instant speed, mm-hmm. so you can kind of like attack with one creature and then deal damage with another creature or something along those lines. Yep. It does have interesting play, like lines of play, but at its surface, I see a card that costs X blue black. This creature is a copy of target creature in your graveyard with converted mana cost X. And then uh... it kind of, as you play it longer and the game goes longer, it gets a little bit more tricky in that. This ability is at instant speed, which is important. So, well, and I, I, I would immediately trick. disagree with you already because his ETB is that he surveils one. He fuels himself. Like, yeah, but that's just one card. Yeah, but like, I think at the beginning of the game, it's fine to cast him as a one three, and then yeah. like you know, fill up your graveyard slowly over time. I don't know. I I like this card a lot. I I can understand where you're feeling. I don't dislike but. it. I'm just, it's not as like game-changing when you play it as i think Izoni we just talked about is okay that's fair maybe it is cheaper though it's two mana versus six mana so you're kind of threatening that from the beginning yeah but we'll see kill any of my better creatures this creature might become a copy of it sure um so kind of along those lines let's actually just cover the other uh demir legendary that got spoiled today actually um which is etrata the silencer Ooh, yes. So this is the um, Demir Rare, uh, legendary creature, vampire assassin, two blue black. Uh, Atrata can't be blocked. Whenever Atrata deals combat damage to a player, exile target creature that player controls and put a hit counter on that card. That player loses the game if they own three or more exiled cards with hit counters on them. Atrata's owner shuffles Atrata into their library, and it she? 
She, is I a think, three yeah. five. Yeah. Um, wow. Bizarre. This Buz- card says win the game on it. Like right then, you know, it well, like peaks interest. It says lose the game. Oh, which sorry, is yes. more entertaining. Which to me. is in multiplayer, not winning the game, but in like a one v one situation, it is because your opponent losing. Yes. Um. But no, it looks. I. I mean, this card is weird. I think everyone can agree. This has a big block of weird text on it, but it's very good. I am so happy this card is in Brawl Standard with Helm of the Host. Oh, yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's so stupid. Oh, my gosh. Because we've, like, we watched... This was spoiled on the Command Zone, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be played in the new Game Nights. They were talking about, like, how this card is good. Or can be good. And one of the ways is if you somehow make copies of Atrada that stick around as in not legends. Yes. So. Helm of instantly, the Instantly. Yes. yes. Perfect card for this type of commander. Also, can't be blocked. Holy crap. Deals damage. Exiles a creature. Yes. That player Both. controls. That in itself is insane. Yes. Especially because, like, I've seen it compared. Some people talking about it, comparing it to, like, Swords of the Plowshares. This is better than Swords of the Plowshares. They don't get anything. They just lose a creature. Technically, and eventually yeah. lose the game. <laughs> yeah, technically you do shuffle this into your library, so there is kind of a cost for you, but man, that is some excellent removal. Um, Yeah, I, I like I'm, it a lot. I'm trying to think if there are any good um, like repeatable blinking in standard, because that... We've also talked about it. This kind of gets into the nuance of the game is that once this triggered ability goes in the stack, you can bounce her before it resolves so you don't have to tuck her. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything that's good repeatable. Um, there are a couple, you know, one-off bounce spells. We have Rescue, I think, was in Dominaria. That's a one-mana spell. Um, you're in blue, so maybe you can recover some of that stuff from your graveyard. But I don't know if there's anything really like Dead Eye Navigator level of crazy with this. But still good. Mm-hmm. But still, like, maybe run a couple of them to just... I think she's good just for the sake of removing cre- or exiling creatures. Mm-hmm. No, I think so, too. Like, that second line of text would almost not even be necessary. Yeah. It should still be amazing. Well, I mean, they there's no way they would let you just exile your opponent's creatures every turn. That's crazy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Anyway, so those are the two Demir ones we've seen. Let's talk about another one. So we've already talked about Ralzarek, who it turns out seems to be the new guild leader for the Ajet. That's a whole story thing, though. We're not really here for that. Let's talk about the other... Is that rare, though? So, this is this is probably one of my favorites. Because this was my first commander deck mm. that I built that wasn't a pre-con. So, this is Niv-Mizzet Perrin. Um, and it costs... He costs blue, 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 gr- red, red, red. I almost said green for some reason. <laughs> um, so, it's six mana, all of it colored for a legendary creature dragon wizard. 5-5. Um, five, five. First off, this spell can't be countered. Mm-hmm. Flying. Whenever you draw a card, Niv Perun deals one damage to any target. Um, whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, you may draw a card. No, it's so, not May. You draw. Oh, a you card. draw a card. Yeah. Normally, these cards don't say May. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of just like you're going to have to do this thing. Yes. This um, is yeah. very restrictive mana wise. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to be running any colorless lands in a deck where you're playing this. Yeah, or maybe a Reliquary Tower, but, like, not much. Yeah, that's about it. 
Yeah. Um, no, it's it's funny because you you're saying um, uh, I believe for you it was the return to Ravnica Niv Mizzet that was. Yep. Yeah. I so Draco genius. Yeah, I did build a, an EDH deck back when I first started with the original Niv Mizzet, which has the other, which has the same. Whenever you draw a card, it deals one damage to any target line, and boy, that deck is stupid too. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So it's always gonna land. It can't be countered. Uh, it always won for it always won for twos with it like you're in your advantage because uh, any removal spell that isn't like ravenous chupacabra is going to draw you a card. That's true. Because whenever yeah. a player casts an in sorcery spell, you draw a card. So yeah. this reminds me of like Leovold or something. Well, I was going to say power level. Nezahal is very yes. similar. Yeah. Oh, gross. Um, yeah. I think you would play that card in this deck. Probably. Because you're just going to have such great card advantage. You're going to want some other big finishers that are pretty tricky to deal with. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, if if we can find a card in sta- standard that... Oh, if there was a two-card combo in standard that just kills yeah. your opponent instantly, somebody would probably know about it by now. I think so. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. Anyway, let's move on. We still have some more to talk about. Um, let's talk about Vraska, Golgari Queen. She is the she mythic... Is such a queen yes she's a four drop vraska she's two black green for a four man or sorry for a four loyalty planeswalker so four mana for four loyalty pretty good rate um she has a plus two you may sacrifice another permanent if you do you gain one life and draw a card very similar to his but also just really good um then she has a minus three destroy target non-land permanent with converted mana cost three or less and then minus nine, you get an emblem with whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. Because we needed more of that. I mean, we did, though. I love Varaska. She's great. Yeah, Varaska normally has that sort of ultimate ability mm-hmm. where you don't instantly win, but you kind of get your opponent in this position where you're probably going to win. Yeah, well, she always she usually has a line that includes somehow saying your opponents lose the game when combat damage is dealt to them like um, putting them to one life or yeah or giving you an assassin that does the same like kills them or you know all sorts of stuff it's great though yeah she's yeah. sitting on a throne yes looking fabulous yes <laughs> yep the, th- the important thing about her plus two is it's a, a sacrifice another permanent mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be a creature like ogari's normally no um, that's a good point with so this becomes good with token creators like treasure or yeah, i mean yeah. that's the main one right now yeah mm-hmm. besides like, like for the yeah. old the Vraska from uh gosh ixalan wow um creates treasure when you destroy creatures yep that's so this true. one kind of they help each other i mean it's also just really good in a muldrotha deck so yeah cool ew <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um then this last card uh, we have here is the other Selesnia. We talked about Imar Tandris last episode, but this time we got the mythic, the leader of the guild, as it were, Trostani Discordant. So this is a legendary creature, Dryad. Three green, white. First line of text, other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Second line of text, when Trostani Discordant enters the battlefield, create two one, one white soldier creature tokens with lifelink. Her third, or sorry, their third line of very interesting text kind of 
out of left field. At the beginning of your end step, each player gains control of all creatures they own, and they're a one four. Yeah, it's this is a weird one. Huh? Yep. I mean, one of our friends did point out it's essentially Regal Caracal with an extra line of text that doesn't seem relevant. <laughs> like, I'm thinking maybe Trostani is going to somehow like go in like be part of the nickel bola storyline and like reclaiming mind controlled things. I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking it probably is more story driven than like play. Cause I don't think this is going to be relevant that much in limited. Yeah. It will be relevant a tiny bit in brawl. Cause there's cards like, um, in Bolus's clutches is the first one I think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, well, that's, also, that's the main one. There's also, like, there's a couple cards that we've seen. Like, there's a, half of the... Entrancing Melody. Yeah, there's also half of the Demir rare split card. Gains control yeah. of a perma- or of the creature. Sort of like so. uh, spell form of Threads of Disloyalty. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a couple, like, scattered effects. It's just, it's weird because this isn't something that normally comes up. Um, but, I mean, the main thing is maybe this is foreshadowing that we'll have like you're saying with the nickel bolus storyline maybe there will be some things next in the next couple sets that really like end up being a lot of steal your steal your stuff kind of thing um like maybe one of the other guilds new keywords is or ability is going to deal with your i don't know (laughs) i mean if if the rakdos got a keyword where they could steal your creature and then you like if they essentially got to like active treason a creature that would be so dope and also so broken like there's yeah. no way but i <laughs> well, love maybe it. like keyword x gain control of target creature with power x or less i have no idea maybe we're, <laughs> we're not designers we're not here yeah, for that. no we're not but yeah but, yeah. yeah this is a really interesting card and also just a tiny thing i realize looking at all these i love legendary creatures names that aren't name comma like identifier this is just trostani trostani discordant it's just like one name like there's no comma or anything it's just so cool yeah um it's not a oh i messed this up last time i called it an epitaph which is definitely what goes on a gravestone (laughs) um i can't remember but yeah no i i like that too it's it's nice especially to add variety just when we have all these commas running around Mm -hmm. um anyway so yeah so we haven't seen um tajik yet but uh, we'll see. I I we I don't think there'll be any other legendary brawlers for this uh, set, um, but it is cool and it is interesting to like know, especially for people like me who, when I was looking at all my brawl decks, I realized um, I really want to build a lot of the guild pairings that aren't in this set. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, Grand Warlord Rada, that'd be fun. Oh, wait, we don't have the Gruul support yet. Oh, what about uh, um, uh, Arvad? How am I going to update my Arvad deck? Oh, we don't have Orzhov support yet. Like, so, <laughs> but it is exciting. We are getting those next set. Um, and hopefully we're getting a lot of the similar stuff because, like, the split cards look really cool. And um, along those lines, uh, I just had some other notes here. We are getting the Guild Gates. I don't know if we had that in our notes last week, um, but it is nice. Like, they're not super great, but they are extra tap lands. So, you know. Yeah, and some are going out of standard, so it's good. Well, actually, I, I think all of the tap lands are in standard right now because of oh, okay. M19. That um, makes sense. But it is nice to have extra ones just for the fact yeah. that, like... Just redundancy in these yeah. two-colored 
there's still going to be three color decks floating around too. So yeah, and um, you know, there's some like weird guild gate or just sorry gate stuff going on in this set too. So you know, might be worth looking into, especially when we have more. But uh, the other one I had is lockets. Um, they've introduced new, so first Ravnica, we had the Signets, second Ravnica, we had the Clue Stones, and now we have Lockets, uh, which are, let me make sure I don't get that wrong. There are three mana, mm-hmm. tap to add the color to the guild, and then four hybrid guild mana, tap, sack, draw two cards. Yeah, so just to clarify, for instance, the Boros Signet, Locket, taps to add red and white, and then you can pay... Four mana in any combination of red and white, tap it and sack it to draw two cards. So, um, I mean, that's a kind of fixing. It's a three mana rock, which is not great. But in like colors like red and white, it's also card draw, which is nice. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about those so much. Yeah, they're they're interesting. They might they'll probably be good in the. I I always liked like the Jeskai, the um. The banners? Called? Yeah, the banners. Mm-hmm. Um, like Jeskai Banner or Mardu Banner or whatever, where you could use them as a three mana mana rock for your uh, tribe. And then eventually when you didn't need any more, you could get rid of it to draw a different card. Yeah, that's this true. Is kind of the same idea where it's fixing. It helps you ramp into maybe your more expensive commander. Like I imagine decks like um, the Golgari one or even Niv-Mizzet are going to want fixing like sure gilded lotus or these or something yeah um that's a good point help you cast your commander and then later when you don't need it anymore when you've kind of when you've kind of hit your as many lands as you want then you can get rid of it for different cards which i think is just that last line where you can get rid of it to draw cards i think which makes it playable yeah that's true i guess my big thing um i guess it's it's interesting because when i think of like a boros deck that needs the ramp and the card draw the problem is i don't want to get rid of my ramp for card draw and then like the deck like moldrotha where you know it'd be cool to recur this but the cost is too high and like i have better rocks so like i don't know it's i i think I think they're good, and I think that they will be good for certain decks, but I don't know how much I love them at the moment. I'll probably come around, but yeah, I just wanted to bring them up, because they're going to be good, probably. Um, do you want to move on to this next group I pulled out? Yes. Yeah, Sam has titled this Super Strong Mythics, and I don't think that is a overselling of it, because they're all pretty darn strong. We got a couple today that were enchantments that look really strong. Today being Monday mm-hmm. of this week. And then in the past week, we've gotten some really good, cool uh, mythics. So this first one we have was actually spoiled today. It's called Divine Visitation. Three white-white enchantment. If one or more creature tokens would be created under your control, that many 4-4 four, four white angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance are created instead. So all those those one one soldiers you're creating with Trostani Discordant suddenly are four four white angels, but actually five five white angels because of Trostani's anthem ability. Like yeah, or you know that that idea alone totally like sells this card for me. Yeah, I was gonna say like they're really pushing this Liradonbringer brawl deck, and like duh, because this turns but, well. What makes tokens in Lyra? I mean, Respondent Angel, but those are already 4-4 Flying Vigilant Angels. Um, I mean, I would say, like, 
this would push me into using some of those smaller mono white token creators. Kind of like, I mean, well, Regal Caracal's out now, huh? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I mean, I think this is good in the Selesnia tokens idea. Oh, like, sure. this is great in Amara. Yeah, if you tap Amara, you get a 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Nike. So good. Yeah, no, I think this I card mean, is gross. I think this card is very good. There are Goblin Makers. There are... Eight, or there are like these little soldier makers. I think this is going to be a good card in a lot yeah, of decks. This is great in Selesnia and Boros, I think. Yeah, and when it comes around to it, probably Orzhov and the Zorius too. <laughs> like this card is yep. really good. Like, this is this is a five mana do nothing spell the turn you play it, which is probably not great for like constructed standard. Well, um, but it's amazing in Brawl. I was, I mean, I was going to say it's not a do nothing card if you have Amara on the field. That's true. <laughs> like, it's very good. I, I, I Yeah, that is... Because then if... Like, if you're already kind of built a board, you play this for five, and then you convoke a spell and make... Yeah, that's or, really good. Or you just swing with Amara. Like, if she dies big... Uh, tough, oh, my gosh! You can just bring yes. her back. Like, okay. Yeah. I'm... Well, this... So, I'm... I have my Shalai token stack. Mm-hmm. I'm losing... Anointed procession, but adding this card is going to make all my sapperlings four four angels. Yes, please. <laughs> yes. Um. So then, let's talk about the other enchantment then that was revealed today. Um. So it's thousand year storm, which is four blue red, for an enchantment that is mythic. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it for each other instant and sorcery spell you've cast before it this turn. You may choose new targets for the copies. Um. This is gross you know so it's it's giving all your spells storm well specifically for storm for instance and sorceries yeah sorry yeah but you're right no that's it's it's <laughs> obvious that that's what they're doing it's just gross like the thing is I, I did i like the discussion about this on the i think it was the edh subreddit where someone was like if if you let someone untap with this you deserve to lose the game like yeah <laughs> I mean, six mana curves nicely into a seven mana spell we know about. <laughs> that is very true. Ick. Ick. Um, but yeah, it's it's great. Especially because, especially with like Electro or Goblin Electromancer is in the set. Um, Brawl is not in the, in the format at all. But I, I'm sure, is there another thing that reduces instants and sorceries right now? No, I think Electromancer yes, Oh, there is the Primal Amulet. amulet. Even worse. Why would... No, gross. Uh. I'm so excited <laughs> for this Is It Spellslinger deck. Yes. <laughs> it's like, how am I going to decide what to cut? Even with the cards rotating out, I feel like we're getting so much support now. Yes. No, that's true. Um, But it's great. Uh, I, I, It's just gross. It, I need too many mythics, though, is the problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, talking about too many mythics, let's talk about this next one. March of the Multitudes. This is a card I think you like, so I'll let you I'll let you take the take the reins here. X green white white instant convoke create X one one white soldier creature tokens with lifelink. So I mean I just want a bunch of four four angels instead. So <laughs> Well yep. I'll play both of those cards in this deck. Yep. And Amara can help tap to cast this, which means that yep. you get another angel. So you know Amara gonna be busted. <laughs> <laughs> yes um but no it's very good it's an instant you can oh gosh just all of this all of this is gross but uh i am in love with this set so far yes it is revitalizing my excitement for 
I mean, limited and brawl. Yes. Um, speaking of, let's move to cards that Sam likes. So, Doom Whisperer <laughs> is a three black black creature nightmare demon. It's a 6-6 six, six with flying and trample. You'll remember it costs five mana. It's a 6-6 six, six with flying and trample. You can also pay two life to surveil, too. Yeah, okay, this isn't a desecration demon. This doesn't have a downside. No, <laughs> which I, I was I was thinking, you know, we're losing a couple demons, but you, you can just slot this one right back in for your Liliana's contract deck, you know? Holy sh- No! <laughs> <laughs> Pay two life, surveil two, the madmen, yeah. for real. Dig, dig for that contract. <laughs> got, Did got they it. not learn with, like... I don't know, Grizzle brand. Oh gosh. It's so I'm so excited. And then and then we have its like little less exciting cousin, which is Dream Eater, four blue blue for a four three nightmare sphinx, of course, that has flash and flying, and when it enters the battlefield, you surveil four, and then you may return another uh target non land permanent to its owner's hand. Well, it has to be a, an opponent's uh that controls it. Why is so. black getting better costed? stat wise flyer <laughs> i don't know i i mean to be fair this is definitely more tricksy because it's flash yeah. and you know it's, a, it's a bounce spell yeah but like yeah doom whisper is stupid dream eater is also very good i i just i love the demir so doom whisper is crazy because you play it and then even even if they have a way to remove it there's no split second you get to pay to life as many times as you want yep just fill spawn fill up your just graveyard fill your graveyard Find that perfect card on top of your deck. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, my God. And then this last one here, Underrealm Lich. This actually got spoiled a while back. We didn't talk about it last week, but I felt like it was important to bring it up here because uh, it is a ridiculous mythic. It's three black-green for a, a zombie elf shaman that is a 4-3 that says... If you would draw a card, instead look at the top three cards of your library, then put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. And then you can also pay for life to give it indestructible until end of turn, and you tap it. Ew. Yeah, it's it's so stupid. It's all, like, the the thing that is really I'm taking away from this set is just a big, like, what? But not, like, a bad <laughs> what. Like, just like a, they printed that? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Ugh. Um, but yeah, this works with a ton of stuff that's already existent, Moldrotha, Cough Cough, but like also will fit into pretty much every Golgari deck and every deck that has black and green in it. It's just good. Yeah. It's just so good. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's, let's move on to these last couple cards here. Um, just cause I also threw a couple more. We've been getting a lot of spoilers. We still haven't seen the entire set at this point, but like. I think we've seen pretty much all of the mythics and like I was saying, everything but Tajik in terms of legendaries. So um, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with this first one. Then we can switch off here. Um, the first one I pulled out from just other random cards is Wanda Vertebrae, which is a one drop artifact at uncommon that taps to put the top card of your library into your graveyard. You can also pay two tap and exile it to shuffle up to five target cards from your graveyard into your library. But who cares? You're playing Muldrotha. You want as many cards in your graveyard as possible. Why is everybody playing Muldrotha? <laughs> oh, because it's good. I mean, you, and there's lots of support for it. Yeah, you got to replace that perpetual timepiece with something. Yeah. So exactly. And this this isn't as good. I'll I'm the 
you know, it's not as good, but it's still very good. And especially since this doesn't necessarily... Like, this lines up with the Golgari, this lines up with the Demir, this lines up with the Izjet. Like, this is just going to be a good card, probably for most decks. Um, Do you want to talk about this next one? Uh, I was going to talk about Risk Factor. Sure. Two red instant. It's a rare. Target opponent may have Risk Factor deal four damage to them. If that player doesn't, you draw three cards. Jumpstart. So this is a three mana um, deal three to your opponent. Deal four. Sorry, deal four to your opponent, which is pretty good value, I think, at instant speed. But also, if they can't let you do that, you get to draw three, which is in red. Yes. Like in a red burn type deck, just crazy. And also, it has jumpstart. Yep. I don't know if I said that the first time. You did, but you get to do it twice. It bears repeating is the fun joke. So... Six mana deal eight to your opponent seems pretty good. I think this card might see standard play in like a burn deck. Yeah, I mean, it's just stupid how good this card is. <laughs> like, like people, I think people undersell that choice thing, but this is kind of like, you wouldn't play it near the beginning of the game. You'd no. play it near the end of the game yeah. where your opponents are low on life and they have to kind of think, do I want to go to two or do I want to give him three cards? And that you probably in all cases, they take the damage or the three cards because... Like, those three cards, there's probably more damage within them. Yep. But it's still... It's just... It's still four damage that you can deal twice. Like, if they let you put it into your graveyard and you have a card in your hand, you're instantly threatening even more damage. Yeah. Or three cards. Yeah, I mean, so... I think in Standard, this will be a little better than in Brawl, because only having one copy does limit it a little bit. But it does replace Combustible Gear Hulk, for the most part. Like, I mean, it's not, it's obviously not the same power level, but like it does kind of the same thing. And since you get to do it twice, you know, it's combustible gear Hulk could do some serious damage, but I think that this has potential to also do like, like if you can target one opponent that has kind of gotten beaten up a little bit and like, they're like, I'm not paying for life. Just draw your three cards. Like, (laughs) like I think that this could go pretty well in a multiplayer game. Yeah. You always have like the perfect target for this. Like, you know who to cast it. Yeah. To targeting. Yep. To maybe get you those three cards. So, yeah. Um, so this next card here that I pulled out was Akrin Assassin, which is one black green for a creature elf assassin. It's an uncommon. Uh, it's a 1 1 with death touch. And it also says all creatures able to block Akrin Assassin do so. I love it. It's great. So it attacks essentially a removal spell. Which is neat. Well, okay. Yes, but it also means that the rest of your creatures get in. For free, For yes. free. That is a great finisher in a go-wide deck. Or in a Vraska Golgari Queen deck, because you have an emblem that says whenever a creature deals combat damage to a player, they lose the game. So, yes! <laughs> I love it. I think this is great. Um, I think especially for Brawl, where we've seen that it gets a little heavy. Like, it, at least in our games, things got a little creature heavy. So having the ability to force all of your creatures, or all of your opponent's creatures to block this creature so you can get through with your other ones is great gross and maldrotha because then you can just recast it again after combat yeah well all of the cards we've said have been gross for maldrotha <laughs> yeah every car every permanent is gross with maldrotha <laughs> yes um but yeah and then do you want to talk about this last one i mostly threw it in because i think it fits with uh I, I think 
when we when we talked about Arcadia's Sabbath from M nineteen, um, we did mention that there weren't a lot of defender cards. The strategist. Yes. Uh, sorry, Arcadia's the strategist. Arcadia's Sabbath is the original one, but um. Uh, we talked about how there weren't a lot of defender cards, but that Ravnica has in the past had quite a few defenders. Like, they usually have at least a couple uh, in a weird little sub-theme. But uh, this one is the Thoughtbound Phantasm. It's a one-drop 2-2 two, two with defender that is a spirit at Uncommon. Uh, whenever you surveil, you put a plus almost one counter on it. And as long as it has three or more plus almost one counters on it, it can attack as though it didn't have defender. Um, also, that one mana is blue. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a blue mana. Um, I think this is just... I, I Just specifically, really, for Arcadia's decks, I think this is great. I think this is a very good card. Um, I like that it harkens to the idea that um, we will have upsides to surveilling too, mm-hmm. or payoffs for surveilling. Yep. Well, and we've had a, we've seen a couple, um, uh, but, uh, cause I think there were more that I didn't include on this list, but mm-hmm. I think we'll, we'll probably end up going more into those when we have more of a full set just because or I, or maybe when we start building decks. Or... Yeah. Cause I honestly, I think Lozav with like a surveil deck could be ridiculous. Cause you know what you can do? You can turn Lazav into a Doom Whisperer that you've surveilled into your graveyard. Uh... <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> it's really good. Yes, and then you surveil more stuff into your graveyard. Exactly. But anyway, so you know, um, that's so. Those are just the ones we pulled out for today. Um, uh, is there anything? So I mean, we've we've been keeping track of spoilers pretty well. Is there anything you've noticed that hasn't? really come up yet anything you were expecting that you haven't seen or anything you think is going to come um that we could still see i'm just expecting to see more white and green token producers Mm. like we've seen a lot of big ones but i'm expecting to see more like medium like uncommons maybe that are making like soldiers or yeah um, knights or something yeah bringing a friend kind of thing yeah yeah like we have i know one of the the split Selesnia cards is a token producer at instant speed that's amazing but i'm kind of expecting to see a little bit less like a little bit lower power level but still making tokens like creatures that enter and make tokens or spells that make tokens or yeah i mean to be fair like in m19 we had a two drop goblin that made another goblin so i i don't think it's unreasonable to expect something like that um Mm -hmm. i i made a note uh and some people on reddit were talking about this we haven't seen any auras in Guild of Ravnica, like zero, which is sad for me because I have a Tiana deck. But um, it's just interesting because, like, I, th- I you'll remember when we talked about Selesnya in the Gold- or in the Ravnica corner, uh, I had thought that maybe they'd have an enchantment theme, but it looks like they're going pretty hard on creature tokens, which makes sense. Selenius does it before, and that's kind of their thing. But I'm kind of sad because, like, C18 had kind of hinted at maybe some enchantment stuff in the future, but. Maybe it was just a fluke. Um, I guess we'll see. We still have plenty of cards to see. And uh, it still could be at least a couple cards thrown our way. But Yeah, I think spoilers end at the end of the week. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think the full set drops on Friday. Or I think it usually drops the week before pre-release, right. yeah. Yeah, because then the pre-pre-release is the next week. Right, and then, well, isn't the pre-pre-release this upcoming week? Like the week we're on right now, or is it next? It's during the week think, next week, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Anyway, we're we're not here to discuss timelines of that. Um, yeah, but it'll be cool to watch. Yes, and yeah, it'll be cool to watch. Like Game Nights is coming out before the pre-release. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of content about all the cards before pre-release. So um, I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that. And like maybe we can shout some of that out next week since um, we'll have the full spoiler. Yeah, at that point. if you all have any cool content you think we should be made aware of, feel free to. Uh, message us through email or Twitter. Yeah, that's so. It's Twitter is at alloutbrawlmtg and email is alloutbrawlmtg at gmail dot com. Um, as always, thanks to Awkward Bun for our cover art, and also uh, Volmerson for our Twitter cover art. And uh, our intro outro music is "Might as Well Whistle" by Aunt Neely, which we got from the Free Music Archive. So. These spoilers have been pretty crazy. We'll be at coming at you next week with probably like a, uh, I don't know if we'll do a set review or what, because we'll have the full spoiler by then, and we'll be going into the pre-release then too, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, probably, I, I figure we'll probably start on the set review, but, uh, you know, time will tell. Yeah, and that'll be focused on Brawl. Yes, which is why we're here. Um, but until that time next week, I've been Sam. And I've been Chris. And this has been All Out Brawl. Brawl.